welcome to this episode of Hustle and Pro. I'm your host, Kelly Walker. Today, we have Clint Dolzell with us with the Briscoe Fighters. So you've probably heard them uh, on the radio and some announcements that they are coming to town like I have, and you're probably curious. So today, we're going we're gonna to solve that and learn what's going on with the Briscoe Fighters, who they are, where they are, and how we can go check them out. So welcome to Hustle and Pro, Clint. Well, thank you. That's an awesome name for the show, by the way. That's uh, that's a good one. That's a catchy. Thank you. Thank you. Well, with all the with all the hustle and sports in this town, and all the pro sports in this town, wanted to combine the two. And it's been a really fun couple years. Um, we're in year three of talking to youth athletes, high school athletes, college pro athletes, and coaches like you, and kind of learning some more journeys and learning some new sports that we don't always hear about. So. Yes. Yeah, I'm excited to hear from you. But I want to start with your background before we jump into what the fr- the fighters are. Tell me about your sports story. Ooh, it's a long one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I played arena football for uh, 13 years. I actually finished my career in Dallas uh, with the Dallas Desperados. I played my last three years there. It was 06, 07, and 08. The league shut down. I was in year 13, and uh, the whole league shut down. So I jumped right into coaching. And um, coached the arena football coach may have two. So my 13th season of coaching as well. So 26 years I've been in arena football or indoor football, which just is the IFL, which is a little bit different than arena football, but pretty much all similar. So it's all about indoors. And uh, I love it. I'm institutionalized now. We play indoors. There's no, you don't have to worry about the rain like we have today. It, it's great. You get the uh, AC pumped up to about 72 and uh, it's a fun game. Yeah, those variables aren't always a factor, which is probably <laughs> helps not only for you um, as a as a coach, but fans. You know, that's a big draw too. Um, right. I mean, we've seen in this market play, people like the Rangers completely rebuild and you know redefine their fan experience because of our weather here in town. So having an indoor facility is a big big deal. Oh, it's huge. Uh, there's no question about it. We you know we we, we play at uh, Co America Center, which is I guess. Used to be called maybe the Pepsi Center or? Well, no, it was the Dr. Pepper Center. Dr. Pepper Center, there you go. So, yeah. So, I mean, I've lived here 10 years and I still call it, I call it Comerica. I might be saying it wrong. I don't know. Um, No, that's it. I think of it as the uh, Texas Legends, Dallas Stars, and now your home. Um, That's right. Coolest little multi-use arena right there off the tollway and it's neighbors with you know, our rough riders. So we have this cool right. little pocket of all these sports that happen. Oh, no, I love it. I, I think it's it. going to be a great atmosphere. If we can uh, pack that thing out and have a rowdy crowd, I mean, what a great home field advantage to be playing in there. Yeah. My favorite is on those, those cool nights when we go to watch uh, the legends. And then if you're up in the club and you can look over the back window and see the stars practicing right. on the ice, and then you can go yeah. watch G league basketball. It's like, this is fantastic. <laughs> so yeah, it's a cool little arena. Um, very, very cool to have that here in Frisco. All right. So you mentioned your time as a player. So you've had, you were 13 seasons in as a player. Uh, this is your 13th as a coach. So why indoor football? Like what drew you in for so long? Well, that's, that's a pretty good story too in itself. Um, I, um, after college, I was uh, predicted to go anywhere to the third, sixth round uh, for the NFL. Um, some quarterbacks fell. I ended up falling back and wasn't drafted and was end up being a free agent uh, with Cleveland Browns. That was probably the worst place I could have went. Uh, my agent did not do me a solid on that one, just with the simple fact that they already had couple of veteran quarterbacks. Their third string was the starting uh, starting punter. 
So I wasn't going to beat him out. So it was just a bad situation. Ended up coming back and I was about to get married and I ran into Michael Trigg, who was, uh, he's alumni of East Texas State, where I went, which is Texas A&M Commerce now, Mm. at my bachelor party. And he thought I was playing in the World League. And I said, no, uh, I'm not. He's the head coach in arena football at the time. And he said, what, do you want to try arena football? And I was like, ah, I better talk to my soon-to-be wife about that. So I went home and talked to her. She said, you still want to play? I go, yeah, I still want to play. So they were actually playing exhibition games in Spain. So we got married. Two days later, I flew out for Spain for three weeks. Wow. And we traveled to Madrid, Saragossa. I can't remember the other one. But we anyway, we were there for three weeks. I fell in love with it. It was a blast. It's quarterback's dream. We throw every down for the most part. So you said, I flew out. Please tell me your brand new bride wasn't stuck at home. <laughs> no, she already had a job. She was working it. And no. And that's the funny thing that that was our honeymoon and I was off by myself on our honeymoon. <laughs> so, oh. but Hey, I tell you what, I got the best wife in the world. Uh, yeah. And together we traveled those 13 years, you know, she's kind of a nomad too. She loves to pick up and move. We've moved. This is a great story. And so too, we, in my 13 years of playing packed up and moved our house 27 times. Ooh. Yeah. And we have two kids and, so my wife can can put it down and get it done. It's she's tough. a realtor now. Imagine that. So well, she's used to being houses and selling them and doing it all on her own. You've probably conducted more of your own real estate transactions than most realtors <laughs> yes. have as a professional transaction. <laughs> right. Right? That's awesome. She probably learned a lot just signing papers and, and looking she for did. houses. That's great. Okay. You mentioned... Uh, arena and you've mentioned indoor and that there is a little bit of a difference for people like me yep. who haven't gotten into this just yet. What, what is the difference that we need to know about? If, if anything, arena football, really there's not a ton of differences. It's a 50 yard field. That's why we play indoors. It's what we play where the legends play. They put a turf down, they put walls up like hockey, except they're padded in arena football. We have nets at the other end. So we would kick off those nets and carry them off of it and be returns off of it. So you'd have kickoff returns off the net, uh, big plays, a lot of special teams. In the IFL, there's no nets on the other end. So it's a lot of high kicks. You kind of land it back there, and we go down and try to tackle them. So a lot of uh, big returns in this one, too, because they have the ball in their hands quicker because you can't bounce it off that net uh, in there. So you have nine-foot-wide goal uh, posts instead of 18, like in the outdoor game. Fields half as wide, 28 yards instead of uh, 56. Eight-yard end zones, that's pretty uh, standard. They're curved sometimes. Sometimes they're squared. Eight on eight instead of 11 on 11. The indoor game, AFL, special teams is truly a third of the game. You know, they say that in the outdoor game where it's a third. It's nothing like It's very important. There's so many onside kicks, so many big returns, so many things that can happen, scoring last, making sure all that stuff in this game is – prevalent. There's so many possessions you can get, only so many you can get, and you want to score on all of them. So there's there's so no you, there's no punting. No. It's okay. only field goals. So when you're talking so, special teams, so much of it is special teams, it's not punting then. You're you're no. it's kickoff it's return. Either either kicking a field goal or you're going for it. Yeah. So there's again there's no punting. If you punt it, your there our punt is basically line for a field goal and kick it out of bounds so they don't have a good chance to return it if you're at your own two yard line. Okay. Which that means your offense is not very good. That's what you're doing. <laughs> so I'm not going to be happy. 
So it's special teams heavy. And you also talked earlier about quarterbacks get a lot of mm. action, right? Huge. Yeah. Cause you're throwing, you say you're throwing. Yeah. You got to have a good quarterback. Your trigger man is, is crucial in the indoor game just because the windows are smaller. Uh, you got to make quick reads. You got to have a quick release. Um, yeah. You got to have a good one back there to make it go. The IFL is more of kind of college-esque, meaning the zone reads and shotgun and things like that, where arena football is strictly under center, um, which is rare these days. You see shotgun and everything. So fans can relate to the IFL probably a little bit more because they're used to seeing it from college and high schools now. And the uh, player transitions might work. And I want to talk about players and where you're pulling them from and stuff in a minute, but but before that, so you, you've mentioned the word quick a few times, and that's what's going through my head. It seems, fast. it feels like it'd be fast, um, very fast paced and really exciting. So with all the special teams action and quarterback action, uh, and you mentioned eight V8. Eight on eight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So are your, are your special teams players dedicated to being special teams players? They're not du- like playing on both sides or anything. And They do play both. Oh, do. We oh. only have 21 man, 21 men going into a game. Oh, okay. So everybody has to play a lot of special teams. And one thing I didn't mention that's very, very, which is the biggest thing is why there's so much scoring in the indoor game is because in motion, our receivers are running towards the line scrimmage and not lateral. And we have two of them instead of in that arena football league, we had one. And this one, we have two. So it's kind of like Canada and arena football combined in the IFL. So no lateral motion, and so what? So and you're can lateral go? They oh you can you can you can, but it, it defeats the purpose. But That's because the you advantage. can go across the line of scrimmage, you're going to. You want to be running towards it, correct? Not yeah. lateral to it. Okay. So towards it, yeah. Not that right. starts ten yards back, and we send him. And he takes off. So if a guy runs a four four, he's hitting a four four when he hits the line of scrimmage for the most wow. part, and he's putting a lot of pressure on the defense by doing that. You can't just sit there square as a DB and expect a guy running full speed at you to cover him. Right. That's why there's so much scoring. Wow. That's exciting. That's cool. Okay. So you like football, you'll love it. So how do you, how do these players adapt to this league if they're not coming from already within the league? You got to jump into this at some point because they're all, they're high school ball and they're college ball, or if they played pro ball, they're not used to this yet. So, so where are these players getting pulled in from what are the age ranges like how are you as a coach looking at these skills and and deciding who's good for you well a lot of, a lot of questions there first of all we pull from there's so many different uh leagues of indoor football so you get a lot of retread guys so if a, a guy's a star in one league and we're a high, we're probably one of the higher leagues arena football was the top league at one time it was the best it was like major league baseball yeah. And then you had single A, double A, triple A teams below it, which now the IFL is the major league. So now there's a few other leagues around. Um, they're not quite as prevalent as us. We have more teams. I think we have 12 teams. We're moving to 18 next year. So you find good talent. Like if they're in North Dakota and they're really good players, they might not want to live in the cold. You know, they might want to come yes. down to Frisco where it's nice. So right. you, you you start there and you want players that have experience, but we're really young. I mean, you're going to get anywhere from 21, probably maybe a player or two that's over 30, but most of them in that 21, 22 to 28, nine range. Okay. Fresh out of college, possibly. So if you're getting them there and they're rookies, now you got to teach them this game. That's the beauty of, I guess, you know, because they're coming from colleges that run this style of play, 
it's it, it fits what they do. Now, quarterbacks, it's different, totally different, because they've never seen a guy run towards a line of scrimmage in their life. Yeah. So they got to get the timing and the quickness and how to pull the trigger faster, which is, to me, why Kurt Warner did so well. I had my shots in between playing arena football again to the NFL because you make a quick decision, you throw an accurate ball, the, the windows are super tight. So you had it, you got to have all that together. And this is a great uh, feeder league if, you know, they just trust it and so come and look at it. You talk about them being young. Is that their next step? Are they playing here? Do they stay here forever? Or is this a recruiting tool for them to keep going? That's what, you know, with really no football going on right now besides us and the NFL. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously we play at different times for a reason. We can't compete with right. them on right. that level. No one can, not in football. Canada is probably not going to play this year. They've already pushed their season back, but more likely going to cancel the spring league, push its league. The XFL is not playing. We're we're about it right now as far as playing football. So, you know, you don't want to miss a year or two as far as the athlete goes because, you know, it just it takes a lot out of you. So you want to get some film. That's some good film, which what's what we're here for, to get guys to move on. I mean, that's our goal. Now, they just come in and you know, they got to perform. You know, that's on them. We feel like we do a good job of, you know, trying to get film out to coaches that we feel like can, you know, go to the next level. And, you know, I've got a lot of ties here. I'm, I'm friends with Will McClay. He was my head coach in arena football. So we're really close. And you know, that's right across the street for us. So you talk about the different leagues not playing and with right. shutdowns and all these hesitations. Did that make your job easier to find? You had more players to pick from or was it more difficult to get this season going? For you, we did. We, we have a lot more players. It's talented. This the IFL is very talented this year. I mean, because of that, yeah. rosters are they're really deep, too. Yeah, very good talent on there. A lot of the XFL players know where to play. Um, so we got a lot of those guys that are local to play for us. So you know, we had a pretty good team. We felt last year going into that first game before COVID hit, and we've we only brought 11 of those players back and we've we filled in with some other really good talent so we're going to be you know we're a very good football team so timing wise i understand the opposite season of the nfl for games we just saw the nfl draft wrap up did that affect your final rosters at all or or was that tied up before that no we we were pretty much done with that all those guys you know at that level that are if they're draft picked you know status their mindset is that right now. So if they don't, if they didn't get drafted or they're, you know, not a free agent, they were right on the cusp of making it. They're training just for that, probably for the yeah. next year or so. They're hoping for something, you know, an injury from there for them, somebody to bring them in, those or type things. So they're, right. Yeah. So this year they'll be off. And now if things start to fall for them next year, that's when we start getting those players year two that were close to being drafted. So, I mean, hearing you talk about, like you mentioned the XFL and, and Arena and Indoor and Desperados and this kind of the history of all these different leagues and everything. It's interesting. I was looked at the ownership of you guys and um, it seems like um, with what he maybe he's trying to, I don't know, make a big change, make an impact. I don't know. Come out of the gates, be an owner with, the, with Frisco and I think Columbus also and um, right. TV rights deals and stuff going. Is this like, is there a, is there a shift happening right now? Uh, we hope so. And it's in our favor. We think Steve Germain is, man, we, we couldn't ask for a better owner. I mean, he's, he's loved, he's been in the game for a long time too. He was part owner of, of Columbus destroyers back when I was playing. Um, his, his family loves it. They're a big part of it. He was actually probably going to buy an arena football team 
when it shut down a couple of years ago. And it was, you know, it was 20 something million to buy a franchise for arena football where he could buy several, you know, leagues like that in the IFL, which is what he's doing. He's going to, he owns us. He's, he's already owned, I guess it's the, the team is coming in next year for Columbus. So mm-hmm. we're just pushed back a little bit because of what happened last year. In COVID, okay. So, so the Columbus team, he's also is an expansion for next year. Correct. Okay. Correct. It's coming. And, and we own the marketing part of uh, IFL too. He runs it as well. Yeah. Um, so we're, we got our, we got our hands in there and uh, we're, and they're making a lot of big changes. We've got TV deal, which they're actually paying us, which is rare for indoor football. We we'll always usually have to, you know, divvy out something to get something. But now right. they're actually, we've got something. So we're, we're happy about it. We're excited about it. Yeah, it is exciting. Um, you're in a great market for it. So, okay, then tell our listeners, you know, I mentioned Columbus a little early. They're not there yet. But who, like, what teams are, the, are we going to see you guys facing or what, you know, what kinds of parts of the country and we know that you're playing at Comerica Center. Yep. Um, like, what's your kind of time frame of your season, and how can somebody find you? Our first game, our first two games are on the road. We play uh, May 15th in Spokane. They're not allowing any fans yet, which is awful for our players as far as atmosphere. I mean, yeah. we practice in Salina. We, uh, we have a great relationship with their coaches. They're, we have the indoor facility there. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I, know. Yeah, I bet, yeah. It was dead quiet in there. I was like, well, guys, this is pretty much what you're going to get next weekend. You know, yeah. well, May 15th, that's our home, op- our, our opener. And then we, we, we travel to, um, we travel to Louisville the next weekend. Then we have a bye week and then we'll have our home opener after that. So I think it's the 29th, maybe or 28th is I, I, I go game to game. So I have no idea dates as far as that goes. But. So can people in Frisco see you play all summer? Yes, we go. We play 14 regular season games. Okay. Um, we have seven on the road, seven at home. We uh, we go all the way through basically August, and then we start playoffs in September. Okay, that's great. That's a perfect summer schedule for all of the Frisco families who like to get out. I'm assuming it's family friendly if you are at sports league here in this town. It is. It's a if you come, you're gonna love it. If you've never been to an indoor game or any football game, it is fast paced. If you love football, you will fall in love with it. There's no dull moments. If you go to the restroom, you miss something. Well, we'll be there. My family loves going to all these, um, going watching all these teams, and our son loves flag football, and we watch a lot of football. So I know being there in person will be really cool. So I'm looking really? forward to it. I'll get out there. Um, sales first home game and check it out and let everybody know. But uh, Clint, Coach Dolzell, thank you so much for joining us today. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and we'll link to um, the site for Frisco Fighters so you can get the schedule and ticket information there. So thanks everyone for listening to this episode of Hustle and Pro. Remember to subscribe so you can catch us next week.